Georgia's reign of dominance continues. Plus, we're going to run through every SEC team's bowl game, date, time, location, and opponent for every SEC team. You're listening to the SEC Recap Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SEC Recap Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Warren. Today, we're looking at all of the SEC Bowl games. The CFP rankings just came out. This is the Reaction Pod. You can find us anywhere you prefer to chug your podcast. If you're listening in audio form, please go to Spotify or Apple. Leave us a rating and review. We appreciate it so much. And if you're watching on YouTube, great to see you. Smash that like, smash that thumbs up, sub to the channel for more college football SEC content. Let's recap championship weekend across college football. First up, Pac-12 championship. This was Friday night. Utah over USC, Utah 47, USC 24, tie game at the half, 17-17, but it was all Utah in the second half. Utes held USC to just a single touchdown and rolled 47 to 24. It's the second time the Utes have defeated USC this season, and they are headed to the Rose Bowl, probably to face Penn State. Next up, yesterday morning, or the noon game rather, Big 12 Championship, Kansas State versus, at the time, undefeated TCU. I picked this one perfectly uh, in my weekend picks. Kansas State, 31, beats TCU for the first time, to TCU 28. Ty Zentner kicked the field goal that sealed it for the Wildcats. Deuce Vaughn was breaking ankles all over the field. But this was one game that the Horn Frogs just couldn't come from behind to steal like they've done so many times this season. Wildcats denied them that. They take home the Big 12 championship and they will make a trip to the Sugar Bowl to face Alabama. Our Big Ten Championship, Michigan over Purdue. No spoiler maker magic this season. A second consecutive Big Ten title for the Michigan Wolverines and their first 13-win season in school history. They'll stay at number two and get the number three Horn Frogs in the Fiesta Bowl semifinal. Michigan 43, Purdue 22. ACC Championship, Clemson. North Carolina. I thought this would be bad offense versus bad defense. I got one of those right. It looks like Clemson finally figured out the QB situation with Cade Klubnik. 20 of 24 for 279. One passing tutty, one rushing tutty. Finished with a QBR of 94 point due. The drive summary for the Tar Heels is laughable, especially if you believe that they're actually a top 25 team. I do not. All 10 of their points came in the first half. Other than that, it was punt, fumble, missed field goal, punt, pick six, turnover on downs, interception. Just a terrible, terrible, terrible evening for the Tar Heels. Clemson is your ACC champ, and they will make an appearance in the Orange Bowl, the orangest of Orange Bowls against the Tennessee 
Vols. Finally, let's move into our game of the day. It's the whole reason we're here on this channel. The SEC Championship game, Georgia over LSU. Georgia 50, LSU 30. I mean, what can we really say here? I think when Christopher Smith picked up the ball on the four-yard line and ran it 95-whatever yards back for a touchdown while LSU players were trudging off the field, you knew how the rest of this game was going to go. Special teams woes come back to haunt the Tigers, and Saturday's SEC Championship was never in doubt as Georgia went up three scores and really never slowed down. Georgia sits comfortably at number one overall. We'll get into all of the rankings here in just a bit. Meanwhile, two through four looks like kind of just a grab bag of teams that stumbled their way into the college football playoff by comparison. Look, Michigan's a good team. TCU is a good team. Ohio State is still a good team, despite what some people might say. But when you stack any of those guys up against Georgia, they're just not playing in the same universe right now. Stetson Bennett was 23 of 29 through four tutties. Georgia's tight end matchups continue to be a nightmare for opposing defenses. Bowers and Washington both caught TD passes. Their entire offense continues to show balance. They were 279 through the air, 255 on the ground, and they added two rushing touchdowns. Georgia did have a fumble and a missed field goal, but they got the 50 points in the third quarter and then just eight clock and punted through the fourth. I mean, LSU, to their credit, did not give up. Georgia's defense had four sacks and eight tackles for loss. You know, credit to LSU, like I said, for fighting through it. Jaden Daniels re-injured his ankle in the second quarter, and Garrett Nussmeyer has to come in. He actually plays really well. The issue is they were down 28 points, and nobody has been able to close a gap like that against Georgia this season. Really, not even through last season as well. But LSU did some things that no other team has been able to do against Georgia. They only had 47 yards rushing. But they put up 502 yards through the air. Prior to this game, the most passing yards Georgia's defense has allowed was 271 to Florida. LSU piled up 231 more passing yards on Georgia than Florida did. Malik Neighbors, Keyshawn Booty both went over 100, and J. Ray Jenkins added 72. All three of those guys had touchdowns. Altogether, LSU put up 542 yards of total offense on the Bulldogs thanks to that passing game. But I don't think any of these other teams in the playoffs should look at this game as a blueprint to score on Georgia. They're going to have to be two-dimensional on offense to have a chance against this Georgia defense. I noted Jaden Daniels uh, re-injured the ankle. For Georgia, Lad McConkey exited the game with a knee injury in the second quarter. He did not return. We'll kind of see what his status is as we move through December. And then Warren McClendon went out with uh, what we were told was an MCL sprain. He did not return. Again, we'll kind of check on his status and update that through the month of December. Now, I got to talk about this for a minute. At the Big Ten Championship game, going into the halftime report, on Fox, 
they bring Nick Saban on. He he was on Fox ESPN in the most bizarrely contrived propaganda campaign I think a lot of people have seen in the college football playoff era. And he pled the case for Alabama to be in the top four of the college football playoff. And here's what he cited. Number one, that they've been favored in every game. Well, okay, but you still lost two games that you were favored in. That two, that number two matters. You lost two games. And you have to deal with the consequences of that. You lost to Tennessee and LSU. That doesn't really support your case when Tennessee lost by 20-something uh, to South Carolina and the world just watched LSU get blown out at, you know, worst in the SEC, Texas A&M, and is currently watching you get blown out against Georgia in the SEC championship game that you're not playing in, okay? Vegas odds don't and shouldn't decide the college football playoff. If they did, we would just pick the top four in the second week of September, and that would be the end of it. I mean, it goes back to the old the old saying, why even play the game? If you're just going to take the team that's favored at the end of the season, why play any of the games? Okay. The second thing he brought up was that Ole Miss was number nine when Alabama beat them. First of all, they only beat them by six points. It was 30 to 24. Okay. And let's talk about Ole Miss. Ole Miss ended the season one and four in their last five games. Their only win was at Texas A&M, like worst in the SEC, Texas A&M. The Texas A&M that Alabama almost lost to at home. Ole Miss is no longer ranked in the CFP Top 25 or the AP Top 25 for that matter. If you're citing Ole Miss as your signature win to be in the college football playoff, that is the last ditchiest of last ditch efforts. The college football playoff is not something that you should be able to politic your way into. You know who isn't doing that? Tennessee. The team that beats you, that is right behind you in the college football rankings. Do you know why? Because Tennessee doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs the way they finished the season. They're also not making that case on national television that they deserve to be there. Tennessee has two losses, and so they have to deal with the consequences of that. Alabama has two losses, and one of those is to Tennessee. So why does Nick Saban get to appear on Fox and ESPN in, a, in an attempt to politic Alabama into the college football playoff? It's just a bad look for those networks. It's a bad look for those media members. And it's kind of a bad look for Alabama. Look, Nick Saban is a living legend, not just at Alabama, but in all of college sports. To watch him spew that half-cocked propaganda plea was just embarrassing. Just embarrassing in my opinion. Okay, let's get in. The reason you're all here, not to listen to me rant, but to talk about the rankings and to talk about the New Year's Six and other bowl games. So top four just came out, reacting to this just, you know, 15, 20 minutes after the fact. So your top four here, no surprises. Number one, Georgia Bulldogs. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU, I think that's the right call. I think TCU, even though they lost in the championship, if the committee values championships like they've always said that they do, I think it's the right call leaving TCU there. 
uh, losing an overtime championship game by a field goal. That puts Ohio State at number four. Again, right call. If they had let Ohio State jump TCU, it would have had to have been because TCU got blown out. Moving them into the three spot over TCU on just a field goal loss in a championship game would not have been the right call in my opinion. So I think the committee gets it right. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. Nick Saban's please fall on deaf ears. They move up one spot to number five. So they'll be on the outside looking in as they go to the Sugar Bowl. Right behind them, number six, Tennessee Volunteers. Again, a lot of people are going to argue that Tennessee should be ahead of Alabama, especially considering that neither team is eligible for the college football playoff this season since Tennessee does own that head-to-head victory. I understand the arguments for or against I'm not even going to get into all that here. It's not what we're doing. Uh, great season for Tennessee. 10-win season. It's it's kind of hilarious that a 10-win season for Alabama and then missing the playoffs is kind of viewed as a failure, whereas a 10-win season and Tennessee just sitting outside the playoffs is a huge Uh, a huge season for the Vols, Uh, but the Vols will lock themselves into the Orange Bowl. We'll look at all that here in just a second. And then I have not seen the updated rankings for 7 through 10 or the back half of the 25, Uh, but we'll talk about about that more on Twitter. We'll talk about that throughout the rest of the week. Let's look at the New uh, New Year's Six Bowls and who these teams are going to be playing. And we'll go through and I'll also, um, I'll screen share here and I'll show you what time they're playing, what day they're on, where the games are, just so you can kind of have all that information right here in one spot. So Georgia stays at number one. They are locked into the Peach Bowl. That will be versus Ohio State. Let me see here. Let me get my screen sorted. There we go. Um, the Peach Bowl, Saturday, December 31st. It's going to be at 4 or 8 p.m. in Atlanta. I tweeted this out yesterday when I realized that all of Georgia's biggest games have literally been in the greater Atlanta area. Check this out. Oregon, neutral site game, quote unquote, neutral site game in Atlanta. They got number one Tennessee at the time in Athens. They played LSU in the SEC championship game in Atlanta, quote unquote, neutral site. They get to play the first round of the college football playoff, the semifinal, the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. I mean, talk about luck of the draw, man. You couldn't script it any better than this. Of course, Georgia's clearly the best team in college football. I don't think it would have mattered where they play any of these games against any of these teams. But it's kind of hilarious when you see that the biggest game, the four biggest games that they have played and will play this season are all right in their backyard. Alabama is going to head to the Sugar Bowl. They get the Big 12 champ, Kansas State. Uh, Sugar Bowl is also Saturday, December 31st. That's going to be the noon game in New Orleans. All these times are Eastern time, by the way. Now, with Ohio State back in the college football playoff, Tennessee secures that Orange Bowl. A lot of people were clamoring for that Orange Bowl, did not want the Cotton Bowl uh, versus Tulane, who, by the way, looks like a really freaking good team. I mean, if you saw them play uh, UCF, they looked dominant. I'm telling you, there's a lot of Power 5 teams, and I, I think Tennessee's one of them, especially with Hendon Hooker out, a lot of injuries on that defense. 
lot of power five teams that do not want to play Tulane. So Tennessee gets the Orange Bowl versus ACC champ Clemson. The orangest of Orange Bowls. That one is going to be awesome. That'll be Friday, December 30th, 7.30 p.m. in Miami. By the way, Tulane gets the Trojans now. I put out, in my, uh, if you caught my last YouTube short, I said that most likely USC with that loss against Utah now gets the Cotton Bowl. So USC gets the honor of taking on Tulane. Uh, I'm telling you, not a lot of teams are going to want to play Tulane. They're a good football team. All right, here are all the other SEC bowl games, date, time, location, and opponent. Listen, I'm, I'm also... These are kind of the most recent. If any of these are actually a little different than what gets announced, I apologize. I'm sort of trying to do this as fast as possible in real time. So some of these might change, but I'm pretty confident in these bowl projections. So the Citrus Bowl outside of the New Year's Six is the first bowl game that features an SEC team that gets dibs. So LSU being that number three or four team in the SEC, not really by, by true SEC standings, but um, you have Georgia at number one, Alabama at five, Tennessee at six. LSU would be the next highest ranked SEC team in the college football playoff top 25 rankings. So they will get Purdue, who is the uh, Big Ten non-champion, even though they're the, the fourth highest or fifth. I don't know. I know Penn State's in the top, top 10. You've also got Michigan up there, followed by Ohio State. So the number four team in the Big Ten, LSU versus Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. That game is January 2nd. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time in Orlando. Citrus Bowl is always an SEC versus Big Ten team. Then we have the ReliaQuest Bowl. This is Mississippi State versus Illinois. Originally had South Carolina here, but that got changed last minute. So Mississippi State, Illinois in the ReliaQuest Bowl. That's January 2nd, noon in Tampa. ReliaQuest Bowl, if you're wondering what the heck is that, that used to be called the Outback Bowl. So if you're used to hearing Outback Bowl, that is now called the ReliaQuest Bowl. ReliaQuest Bowl is an SEC versus Big Ten or an ACC team. So January 2, noon, Tampa, Florida. Next up, Music City Bowl, Kentucky versus Iowa. Gross. This is on December 31st at noon in Nashville, Music City, of course. This is always an SEC versus Big Ten or ACC team. Um, Probably a good bowl game for Kentucky as far as matchup, but this is going to be an ugly, gross-ass game. Uh, whatever the over-under on total points is, take the under. I don't. If it's 40, take the under. If it's 20, take the under. Uh, Kentucky just fired their offensive coordinator. Not sure if Will Levis is going to play. Iowa cannot score any points except on defense. Uh, this is going to be a bad football game to watch. Sorry, Kentucky fans. Next, we head to the Gator Bowl. This is South Carolina versus Notre Dame. This will be December 30th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time in Jacksonville, Florida. Gator Bowl is an SEC versus Big Ten slash ACC or Notre Dame. So I think this is a really good quality opponent for South Carolina who ended on a high note against a blue blood, really tradition-rich program. Excited about this game. 
Now we go to the Lone Star State for the Texas Bowl. This will be Ole Miss versus Texas Tech. Really interesting game here. Interesting matchup. December 28th. 9 p.m. in Houston, Texas. This is one of the few SEC versus Big 12 bowl games. Ole Miss, you know, ended the season one and four in their last five games. I don't know a whole lot about Texas Tech, so I'm excited to kind of dig into this matchup when I do all of these uh, game previews and breakdowns. But nonetheless, on the surface, it looks like a really intriguing matchup. Ole Miss, a pretty good offensive team. Texas Tech, I think a pretty good offensive team. So interested to see what this one holds for us. Back to the Volunteer State for the Liberty Bowl in West Tennessee. That's Memphis. This will be Arkansas versus Kansas. Uh, I originally thought this would be Arkansas-Baylor, but I think Kansas is a good matchup. Liberty Bowl will be December 28th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. This is another SEC versus Big 12 matchup. Arkansas had a rough end to the year, lost to Missouri in the battle line. Kansas' season did not end the way it start. But regardless, I think this could be a sneaky good bowl game. Next is the Gasparilla Bowl. Not as familiar with this one, I'll be honest. This will be Missouri versus Wake Forest. Again, interesting matchup. Not, not one I initially projected. Thought Missouri would go to the Birmingham Bowl or something. But this will be December 23rd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern in Tampa, Florida. The Gasparilla Bowl, like the Birmingham Bowl, is an ACC or SEC team versus the pool. So what that means is the pool of all the basically six and six teams who are bowl eligible. You just, the bowl kind of selects who they prefer among that pool of candidates. So Missouri, Wake Forest, um, could be good. I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot of Wake Forest late this season, so we'll see. Finally, the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, this one will go to the Florida Gators. They will get Oregon State. Interesting matchup here. I don't know a whole lot about Oregon State, um, so I'm excited to kind of dig into that one for the preview. That one coming up in just a couple weeks or less on December 17th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Las Vegas, Nevada. That is uh, an SEC versus Pac-12 Bowl. Guys, I'm going to be doing game previews and predictions for every SEC bowl game. Stay tuned for those by following me on Twitter at SEC Recap. You can always get all of our content at secrecap.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast anywhere you prefer to chug your podcast, especially Google Podcasts, Apple, and Spotify. Would love it if you guys would go on there and leave a rating and review. And also, you can get it by subscribing to YouTube. That's where I'm focusing a lot of my attention lately. It's been great for growth. I like the YouTube shorts. Um, I like uh, I like the engagement that YouTube brings. So I'm, I'm going to put full breakdowns, but also some shorts highlighting interesting stats and keys for the game for all our SEC boys. So like and sub to the channel. Guys, that's going to do it for this episode our bowl blitz sec championship game breakdown new year six and bowl game previews thank you so much 
I'll be back with you to preview all of the SEC bowl games. Have a great week. Have a great month of December. And I'll catch you on the next episode right here on the SEC Recap Podcast.